may release your miracle. So faith was on trial. Can we trust God with a new thing? They probably heard stories about how you touched the leper. Someone was healed in stages or he spoke the word. So maybe they heard stories about that. But this was something new. He'd never done this this way before. So they didn't have any inclination as to when they would be cleansed. Maybe they would get right to the door of the temple if they would allow them to get that. Or they didn't know. We don't know how it happened. But I want you to see them. I want you to see them walking toward the temple. They all seemed to have suddenly felt the something happening at the same time. It, it says as they were going, they were cleansed. And this was not a gradual cleansing. This was something that happened all at once. They were just walking. And all at once, it's like one of the suddenlies of God. When God does something suddenly, something's happening. Oh, I can feel my feet on the gravel. Do you smell anything? No, brother, I don't smell anything. Look, my toes are back. Your voice sounds normal. My skin is like the skin of a baby. Those ugly white spots are gone. Can you imagine them jumping up and down and lifting each other up because now they could. Them kept touching their bodies and looking at their bodies in awe and staring at one another and laughing and crying and dancing and shouting. Not really knowing what to do because it's so awesome. It is so amazing. All ten of them were healed. All ten of them were healed. It was unbelievable and people, if they were watching, would think, what's happening? happening to the lepers. I want to tell you something. God's going to visit the lepers. He's going to visit those that are disfranchised. He's going to visit the dope addicts and the alcoholics and the prostitutes. He's going to visit them in an awesome way. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable what has happened to them. And in the rejoicing, no, no doubt followed through and going to see the prince, the, the priest, so he would give them permission to enter society. And then there's one of them, one of them. And now it becomes a story, not just about the 10, but it becomes a story about the one. Not my brother, not my sister. It's now about my response. But one of them, when he saw that he was healed, no, yes, he knew something had happened to his body. There were visible signs in his body. Didn't have to guess about it. They all knew that. It was evident to all of them. They knew what it had been like for them. And they knew that something wonderful had been done. Something miraculous had transpired and they could see it. Now remember, Luke was a physician. And he said when they looked and they saw he, when he looked and he saw that he was healed. And that means that he was repaired. It's like a bone that has been mended. Finally mending. A bone that's finally mending. And so Jesus asked. We're not ten cleansed. 
There's a difference uh, when he talks about this word. Cleanse, he's talking about like, um, comes from our word catheter, where you move, remove the impurities from somebody. When, when, you, when he saw that he had been healed. So when you see what God's going to do for you in this next season. When you see with your eyes the deliverance of the Lord. When you witness firsthand his miraculous power. It will be like that of the children of Israel. They had been in captivity for a very long time. They were in Babylon. They were oppressed by the enemy. And then one day, they were free. It's just like the lepers. They're walking along, and they had leprosy, and then all of a sudden, they're free. And so they were free. One day, they were under oppression, and the next day, they were free. So the psalmist in Psalms 126 says, when the Lord brought back the captive ones of Zion, we were like those who dream. So it was so incredible that they could hardly believe it. I want you to hear that. When's the last time God's done something that's so incredible that you can hardly believe it? Well, believe that those things are going to start happening more and more. So freedom was something that they had dreamed about. Maybe it would come, maybe it would not come. But the dream cannot compare to the reality of it. That's why the, the, in Hebrews it talks about all the types and shadows of the, of the Old Testament. And then Paul says that, the writer of Hebrews says that those types and shadows, they cannot compare to the real thing. The, the, the lambs and the goats that were offered for sacrifice, they cannot compare to Jesus, the Lamb of God. They're, they're just types and shadows that point the way for something to come. So when they dream about it, when they think about one day maybe we will be free or what would it be like to be free, when the reality of it sets in, uh, it becomes so unimaginable, so uh, out of the realm of the possibility that it's incredulous to them. And they said it was so unreal that we started laughing. And I could see them laughing hysterically. And they said our mouths were filled with singing. Well, I don't know that it was praise singing. I think it was one of those silly songs. You know, silly songs that kids sing. They make up songs about everything. You know, I love my dolly. I love my car. You know, I love this peanut butter sandwich. Oh, mommy, you're so pretty. That's so strong. Silly songs. Silly songs. They were so hysterical. They were giddy because the unimaginable had happened to them. What I am saying is that it will no longer be a dream for the church, but we're going to move into the reality of God. So get ready for your silly songs. Get ready for your silly songs of praise. Get your dancing shoes out. Begin to know that God is going to do a new thing and it will be like those who dream, but it will be a reality. They had the freedom to return to their homeland. They had the freedom to build a house again and to plant a vineyard again and worship in the temple again. Now they could see the homeland that they had only dreamed about when they were in captivity. But little hope of actually getting there again. It'll be like those that dream. Healing that we thought would never come. 
loved ones that we thought would never be saved, the windows of heaven open and God pouring out a blessing upon his church that we cannot contain, we will be like those who dream. Now when he saw that he was healed, he had a response. He returned. Now the priest was supposed to tell him that he was healed. However, before he got to the priest, he saw it and he knew something that had happened to him. And where did he return? He returned to Jesus. Can you see the scene? I want you to see it. I want you to see it. Jesus is passing on the border of Galilee and Samaria. And they're yelling afar off, Master Jesus, have mercy on us. He's returning to Jesus. He's not afar off anymore. I want you to hear that. He can draw near to him now. He returned to Jesus. Imagine the scene. There were restrictions about such interactions. But he returned to Jesus. And God is going to do some things for us so that we can move back into relationship with him. It's time to return to Jesus. See, it's not just about the blessing, but it's about abiding in the blesser. And so with a loud voice, he glorified God. Listen, church, get a picture of it. His words are now different. Before his words were unclean, unclean, unclean. That was what was in his mouth. It was a signal for no one to draw near to him. An almost total failure of his voice because of the leprosy affecting the bronchial tubes. But now he lifts up his voice loudly and he starts praising God. So Jesus asks, where are the nine? That's a very thought-provoking question, isn't it? I hear it is filled with sadness and amazement. Incredible disbelief. I can't believe this. Where where are the nine? Maybe leper number one rushed home to his family. Maybe he's there hugging his wife and his children or touching him for the first time in several months. Maybe leper number two just wanted to be by himself and think about what had just happened and how his life would be different now that he was healed. Maybe leper number three just wanted to get back to work to see if he could get his old job back. Maybe leper number four wanted to go to the temple to see what it was like to walk in it. Leper number five just wanted to rest. After all, leprosy was very stressful. Leper number six spent the day trying to figure out what had just happened to him. Maybe leper number seven had been out of the loop for so long that he wanted to catch up on the latest news. Leper number eight decided he needed to go shopping for some new clothes. Leper number nine, he just wanted to chill. You see, sometimes we get being happy and being thankful confused. Or maybe we even think they're the same thing. 
If there's a present that you want for your birthday or you want for Christmas and you really, really want it and you actually receive it, that makes you happy. But look at children on their birthdays or at Christmas time. They get the package, they open it up, their eyes light up, and they start playing with it right away. And then the parent come along and say, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Didn't you forget something? And they go like, oh, yeah, thank you. See, they were all happy to receive the gift of healing. But thankfulness goes beyond happy. Jody Hooper said this. She said, being thankful takes it a step further. You're not just happy that you have the gift. You are filled with thankfulness to the giver as well. You think of all the giver had to do to make sure you could get the gift. They took time to go shopping. They paid for it. They wrapped it in pretty paper. And because you are so amazed by the giver's generosity and love, you freely show your thankfulness by giving them a big hug or saying thank you, thank you, thank you over and over again. This is what I learned to heard the Lord say. God can make us happy, but he cannot make us grateful. Gratitude comes when you realize the who of your happiness and the price he paid to make your life blessed. And so Jesus says to him, you can go your way because your faith has made you whole. See, the nine went to the priest, but this one found the priest after the order of Melchizedek. He found the great high priest who went further than the Levitical priesthood could go. He said, I declare you to be clean in your body, but also clean in your soul. Because that word made whole, that's the word social. That's the word that means deliverance. That's the word that means to be protected, to be saved. That's the word that they use when they say concerning Jesus. He shall save his people from their sins. That's that word. Go your way. Your faith in me has brought salvation to your soul. The nine rejoiced in the blessing, but did not connect with the blesser. Let us connect with the blesser. This holiday season, let us draw nearer to him than we ever had before. Hosea said, come, let us return to the Lord. God can make you happy, but he cannot make you grateful. So he says, where are the nine? Are you one of the nine? Are you one of the nine? Are you one of the nine? Are you the one? Are you the one that returned to Jesus? Are you the one that came back to him? Are you the one that had the song on your lips, the song of praise? If you see yourself as the one, you can say, Lord, maybe I was one of the nine. But after today, I recognize what I've been doing and I want to be the one. 
I want to be the one that comes back to you, the one that returns to you, the one that has a grateful heart. I want to sing the song that the leper sang. And I want it to come from my heart. So mercy, lead us in that again. And we can all sing the leper song. We can all sing the song of the leper. We can all sing this song. And this is what we want to remember during this Thanksgiving season. I hope you enjoyed that message from Dr. Joyce Wallace. And like I said, if you are in the area and you would love to hear more from her, um, I said every third Saturday at Metro Fellowship, Christian Fellowship, I will also put the link on my website, uh, by B-Y Garvaz, G-A-R-V-O-S dot com. I will put those dates. Uh, we I think we have a, a meeting coming in December but every third Saturday from 11 to 1 p.m., women gather um, to a time of worship, a time of hearing the word of God. And Dr. Joyce Wallace, she is um, the speaker. They're bringing forth the word of God and encouraging us and inspiring us to be better, to go forth. And so, and also in January, it's something special too because she, she, uh, does a, a word for the year that the Lord gives her. And so that's something that if you are in the area of Kansas City that you might want to just set aside the third Saturday in January and come out to see and to to just hear the word of God. And so um, that's it for this episode. And I will close out in prayer. Here's what I'm asking God. God, uh, during this season of just being thankful and being grateful, God, we, we say thank you, Lord. We say thank you for salvation. God, we say thank you for life. We say thank you for health. We thank you, God, for just being able to get up each day and, and, our, and open up our eyes to, to see another day, to be with family, to be with friends, God, to go and to do, Lord, to be able to, to work with our hands to be creative, God. I thank you, Lord. Cause us to be grateful in this season. Cause us to to get beyond ourselves and beyond our circumstance and beyond um, what is not going right and what we see in the world and that we would say, God, we, we can be grateful, that we will come to you with a grateful heart, God, that we will be ones, that we will be like the leopard. We will be the one that we will return and we will be grateful to you that we will lift you up and we will glorify your name because what you've done for us, God. And I heard it say that if you don't do anything else for us, you gave your the gift of your son. And we thank you for the gift of your son. We thank you for dying on the cross and giving your life for us, God. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Like I said, this is the last episode, so you have uh, a happy Thanksgiving with family and friends. And I just pray and I hope also that it's to be a time of reconciliation uh, for for those of us in our family that we might not have seen, friends. It's just a great time of, yes, food and fellowship, but just being grateful for, for family. Okay, here's a tip to help you stand. Th- this week and beyond, 
come up with three things that you're grateful for. And there's been said that when we have a grateful attitude, that it increases our health, our energy, uh, creativity, just being positive. It makes us feel good when we can find something to be grateful for. So post that on Twitter, on Facebook. Ask somebody to join you in stating each day the three things that you're grateful for. And we can find something, even in the midst of whatever we're going through, we can find something to be grateful for. I wanted to say, again, a happy Thanksgiving, a Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year. Don't forget to check out the website again. It is at bygarvaz.com. That's B-Y-G-A-R-V-O-S.com. And then you can also follow me at Twitter at The Girl That Prays. Facebook.com backslash the girl that prays. And also you can subscribe to the mailing list to receive updates, podcasts, um, newsletters, writings at the website bygravaz.com. And so until next year, I say again that I will, even though it's going to be quiet here, I will be recording new content for uh, 2016. And thank you so much. And until 2016, don't forget to bench press life. Press.